albums make a really complete. You know, it's almost like they should be. They're totally different sonically, okay. And for some, they like the last interview I had. They love the new one. They can't figure out what the heck I was doing on the last one. And then some of these interviews are like, "What are you doing on this one? We love the last one. What are you doing?" You know, it's so funny how people have different tastes in music, oh, yeah. but the story is complete. Oh, yeah. You know, you can really see a girl in the middle of a why God moment, a true like, what are you doing? If, if there is a God, he must be cruel moment, bringing through um, the Joel to, you know, like he will restore unto you the years the locusts have eaten. And that's like where I'm at right now. And it's like to see the whole picture, I think it, one album without the other wouldn't be a complete view of what God's done in my life. We're on a very tight, tight budget on this album. Um, I think the whole record industry is kind of facing some hardships. Um, so my dear friends, Jars of Clay, they kind of write, they let me use their producer and just kind of help me make an an A-level project. Uh, Mitch Ding is his name, and he did all of it. He's definitely more of an earthy, grassroots kind of producer, which if you put me with a boxed Christian sound, it wouldn't, I mean, which this album isn't, as poppy as it is, it's still, it is, it is an original worship album, you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like U2. Okay, that in itself. Anyways, you know how every worship album sounds like a U2. Well, maybe a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of U2. Okay, thank you. It's definitely original. It doesn't fit into the worship box, and it doesn't fit into the Christian music box. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we made it, you know, um, unique. It's a unique worship album, and that that's something that, you know, is kind of hard to accomplish, you know, to to make it simple enough to play in churches, but yet intriguing enough that someone could listen to it in their car. My favorites are, um, and I'm sure that this will come as no surprise to you, Not Quite Home is like, I think, as true to Sarah Kelly as I can be. Like that would fit on any album, any time, any place. Just has a, um, a uniqueness. I mean, I had to fight, fight to keep that song the way it is. I mean, because I mean, it has three choruses, right? And to explain this to a pop culture or a pop motivated producer, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it, they're going, "Well, you can't, you can't have three choruses," you know? And they're like, "No, no, no, it's a choir part." You know, yes, yes, I can. I, I will have. This is a choir piece. That's why I'm doing this album. It's for the church. You know, for the churches that are bored with worship because it's boring out there right now in worship. It's it, there is these under rumblings of boredom, and it's just wrong. I'm like, no, 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 no. These are the songs that I've seen in my church, and I've seen them work, and I've seen them work across the country, leading worship for college groups that are passionately and dangerously in love with God. You know, none of this, you know, boxed Christianity for them. You know, these are the ones that are working. No, we are doing this.
okay? And then to, to get to the end where it's everybody's favorite, and they're so glad that they they saw the vision through, and I mean, the guys and that sing like, on it. you listen to me more often. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I know it works, okay, you guys? Like, I sing 260 dates a year, uh, you know? I mean, give me a little credit here. But, um, uh, like, it meant a lot when Steve Mason said, you know, Sarah, this song is great. This is a great song. And I would have never thought it would work with the three choir parts, but it makes a complete chorus. It's one chorus, but it has three lines. And um, it, I, it's just what I imagine heaven will sound like. It's a, it's a dream of heaven, that song. It's a dream of heaven. It's like saying, no wonder, no wonder I don't feel at home here. I'm not home yet. And then almost like a person is going, what is home going to be like? And then you go into that chorus and you hear, behold, in the door. And, you know, you hear the different, maybe, personalities of angels singing. You know, one is singing this and one is singing that. And one is singing, you know, and, and it all makes a complete song. So, I mean, it's more like a dream. It's an artistic dream of worship. Because I don't think worship is going to be boring in heaven. I don't think so. So, that one means a lot to me. Because, you know, I get to stretch the limits of, of what we know as worship so far, you know, and, um, and I love um, Sit With You A While, it's um, just a song that I've sang through the hardest moments of my life for years and years, and it was the one that was like, I can't put that out because it's too close, it's mine, you know, and it's a song of a, of a, of a, a young girl that's wildly in love with Jesus, um, you know, and uh, I wrote it after a Sunday school lesson about um, uh, Mary and, and Martha, and Mary's busy working, and, and Mar or I'm sorry, Martha's busy working, and Mary is just so intrigued with Jesus, and so in love with him that she can't move, and I just try to capture what she would say in that moment, you know, and I don't love you for who they say you are. I love you for who you are to me, and so I'm going to sit with you a while, you know, and that, that's that been one of the songs that I think is sustained my relationship with God through um, these the rougher times I've been in, like, you know, um, uh, through those this, the 14-year desert that I walked through, you know, yeah. so that's been one of those songs that constantly remind me who he is, you know. Well, I know it's worked for me, and that's part of the journey that I'm bringing people on through my music. Um, and you felt the pain of the last album, so you can feel it on any song. Anyone, go to any of them. Um, for me, it's, um, I had a block in my life where I could love God, but I couldn't accept his love for me. I could not accept it. I, I could love him. It was a one-way relationship. And I needed to get to a place where I could feel his love for me again. And then that brought me to a, a place of worship. So I'm not going to be like one of those people that says, put the worship music in, because some of it is sterile. Um, but I would say as a teacher, as a songwriter, to maybe open up your journal, start to put what you're really thinking about life down, and maybe write a song yourself, and write a worship song that is 
trusting God through the circumstance and recognizing his faithfulness and recognizing that he will restore unto you those years that the cankerworm has eaten. Like it says in Joel 2, like he will restore it. I'm in that season right now and it's brought me to a place of worship. So I don't know, I think the first thing would be to let yourself feel his love again, not just give it, not just put in the hours and believe in something bigger than yourself, but actually feel his love, yeah. accept it, and um, and then let that motivate you to be grateful for it, and, uh, and that will inevitably bring you to a place of true worship, right. um, not um, boxed or sterile worship, but true, like, just gratitude, like, all I can do right now is just... Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to live in yesterday anymore. It's, I'm drawing the line and I'm moving on. That's yesterday. I have it in my back pocket to draw from when I need to, but it's yesterday. Right now I'm toying around with an idea, and this is just total fun. Don't know if it will ever work around with doing like a side project this is like top secret which you can totally publish but which makes it not top well it's you're the first to know let's oh, put it that way okay. but I'm well, toying you're around not allowed to tell anybody else yeah okay well I'm toying around with the idea of doing like a side project fronting a band Interesting. you know oh cool so it'd be like a band name a band name Interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll won't be like Sarah Kelly and the... Uh, no. And more in the um, uh, rock vein. Cool. I do have this artistry. I do have this artistry that needs an outlet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So inevitably it's going to be what you love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm toying around. We'll see. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I've got the guys to do it now. I've met, over the years, I've met the right... Like, you wouldn't want to just start a band with just anybody. Right. Not well, even just good no. players. You have to find the right people with a band mentality that would invest and but have the creativity to add so that I'm not just writing all the songs. Right. You know what I mean? But are going to make it into a living, breathing, new sound. You know, so I've kind of got the guys in mind for that. Sweet. So anyways, that's kind and of And then you guys fun. can play our showcase next year. Oh, heck yes! Heck yes! So, but, um, but yeah, live, like I said, it's going to be more of like... You know, people are, there's some people that are just hoping that I play only the new album. And that's just not how it's going to be. You know, it's, the new album isn't complete. It's not, it's a, it's a happier Jesus album. Right. Okay. But that, that, it's fine. And it's where I'm at. It's true. I, the one thing I've always promised my people and will continue to promise them is that I will never lie to you in my music. You will be exactly where I'm at. You will know exactly where I'm at by the music that you're hearing. I am in a happy beautiful place right now and this album sounds happy and more beautiful than people are used to hearing me yeah. sound oh, flawed yeah. me you know so but it is a mirror to where God has taken me and I think most people who are hearing it are just happy for me because they can hear it as peaceful and finally rest, rested and in a, a place of happiness and stuff but um, so but the songs need each other take me away to out of reach that's a testimony right there. You know, here I'm in the middle of something screaming, take me away. Here, I'm out of reach of it. I'm done. And then going to, you overwhelm me? Oh, oh my gosh, like, 
this whole thing makes sense now and I can finish the songs that got started in my heart when I was seven years old. It took all of this to break an addiction to self-hate. It took all of this to break an addiction to self-hate that started when I was 13 years old and I finally am at the end of that. You know, it's finally done. It's finally in the past and this album shows that. You know, and it, you know, it wouldn't have been true to myself to put out another melancholy rock album right now, you know? And so that's one promise that you have. You'll never get anything but what's really going on in me, you know? But who knows what the next one will sound like. <laughs>